Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this Netflix and Dill episode, we are finishing up our Madhuri Madness Month with a look at Madhuri Dixit's new Netflix mystery series, The Fame Game, in which she plays a Bollywood actress, Anamika Anand, who goes missing before the premiere of her latest movie. Will the police find Anamika? Was her family involved in her disappearance? Who is this superfan turned stalker, and could he be her secret love child with her favorite co-star? Listen now to find out. Actually, no, we won't be answering any of these questions on air. What? Uh, what a twist! <laughs> but but listen, anyways. <laughs> Um, but before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Matt, March is winding down. We're getting it in just at the very end. And uh, it's time for us to, to wrap up our, our month of Madhuri, our Madhuri Madness Month, mm-hmm. uh, by discussing her new Netflix show. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought this was very exciting, that a star of her kind of grander... Uh, was starring in a Netflix series. Well, it's kind of the, I don't know, female equivalent of uh, um, Saif Ali Khan and uh, mm. Nawazuddin Siddiqui in um, Sacred, Games. Sacred Games. Like, yeah. like she's been around in the industry longer than most, both of them. Yeah. But, like, and I would say she's a much... She's a bigger deal, I think. Yeah, she has a, a shinier star. As much as I love those actors, I mean, yeah. people know how much I love Saif Ali Khan. She, I mean, you cannot... In any way, minimize the kind of when you talk about Bollywood glamour. Yeah, Madhuri Dixit is the epitome of Bollywood glamour. But those guys are pretty big stars in their own right. So maybe yeah. two of them equals one of her. <laughs> maybe. But like it is, um, I guess it's testament to Netflix and the production companies they are working with that they're able to pull in these big stars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and this it was, was nice uh, to see like someone. Uh, it was nice to see her again. Yeah. You don't see her often enough, and usually it's been like item numbers in boring Sanjay Dutt films <laughs> so uh, or, or, or boring uh, ARK films yeah it has it has been kind of a while I mean she's been in things here and there um, but this this does feel kind of like it both feels like her stepping back into the limelight not that she ever totally left the limelight mm-hmm. um, after she kind of returned to the industry following her marriage but it does, like, this does feel like, it feels like such a seismic step for a star of her stature. Well, it's a show all about it, her. Yeah, it's a show all about her. And, you know, I think, especially here in the in the West, kind of in Hollywood, uh, people used to see TV as a step down from mm-hmm. movies. Um, but I think, I think that's really changed with the rise of prestige television. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also really changed with the rise of kind of these these streaming shows. Do you know what it and was, so I think, just, that did it? These, I think this, it was 24, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, okay. Like, because that was network TV, too. Yeah. But, like, he was he was a star who was big in the 80s and then goes on 24, and I, I think that it was like, oh, we can have real movie stars on TV. And then, obviously, you're off to the races with, uh, you know, Breaking Bad, etc. afterwards. But I think 24 was the linchpin. I Even mean, though I don't really like that show very much, well, I, I think it is just important to see that level of guy on screen. And I, I don't know. I think I think Kiefer Sutherland's star has really faded. 
Well, yeah, but at the time he was big. Was he, he did okay. like six or seven seasons. I of keep it too. seeing the headline in the the Globe and Mail, like why Kiefer <clears throat> Sutherland won't forget his Canadian roots, and that just signals to me yeah, like his Hollywood career. If you're remembering your Canadian roots, unfortunately, <laughs> that means that uh, your American star is on the wane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I I I love Kiefer Sutherland. Have nothing negative about him. Um, but I I don't know if I entirely agree with your premise, but I do think there's something to. Not just the rise of prestige television, but the rise of prestige streaming shows. And so Mm -hmm. this feels like a very long movie, right? Mm -hmm. This doesn't to me, I mean, maybe people might disagree with this, but it doesn't to me feel at all like like a big movie star is now slumming it in TV. To me, it feels like she's taking the star power and the gravitas she has to... To have this whole show about herself. Yeah, she's not a guest star on someone else's show. Like, no. this is a project designed with her from yeah. the get-go. And yeah. we know a little bit about, you know, prior iterations of this show, too, because it wasn't going to be exactly like this. Yes, so this, so the fame game was created by Sri Rao, friend of the show, past mm-hmm. guest. Buy his cookbook. We'll put a link. It's good. We <laughs> yes. use it all the time still. And we'll put a link to, uh, to the episode that he was on. Long time ago, um, like five years ago. Yeah, so he's the author of Bollywood Kitchen, and he's also a um, TV... Uh, producer and writer. And, and so, a movie guy, too. And a movie guy, yes. He produced New York and Bad Mash Company. Um, he also was the head writer of a General Hospital spinoff. And and we know, because this was announced years ago, that he's kind of been wanting to work on a project with Better Addiction for a long time. And so at one point... Um, it had been announced that he was working on a project with her that she was executive producing, and I believe Priyanka Chopra Jonas was also involved. And that show was going to be kind of like about Madhur Dixit's life um, from when she moved to Colorado. Why did she I move to Colorado? You should explain. Yeah, when she moved to Colorado to essentially become a soccer mom, I believe it was Denver, mm-hmm. uh, because she she got married. She married a dentist, yeah. right? And so she left the industry. And so it was going to be about her, you know, kind of this glamorous Bollywood star suddenly being a soccer mom. In I Denver. still think that there's some juice to that, though. Yeah. Like it would be more of a sitcom. Yeah, but... I still think that's an interesting show, and yeah. I don't know if she was ever planning on starring in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's clearly kind of over the years uh, now become this project, which I think is just as interesting maybe different yeah it's it's definitely different like her comedic chops that we've seen in movies are pretty good but she's definitely great at drama and i think this probably suits her better and i think this is such a fun way for her to play on her star persona because again it's very meta it's not just and i mean she's she is very clearly different than anonmaka uh but i do think it is you know like this show doesn't work unless you have someone yeah. with her gravitas. Unless yeah, you have someone, someone you have with a history her filmog- with. filmography, yeah. you know? Someone who the audience at least probably knows some of her movies and can kind of just project that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, we should probably give a bit of preamble. Um, the show's called The Fame Game, I think as we're we into say. the amble now. We're not, we're not even on the pre. <laughs> At one point, the show was called Finding Anomica. At some point, uh, the title changed to The Fame Game. I've heard some people don't like this title. I don't, I think don't you like, like this it. title. I don't think it's a particularly indicative. It it gets to that point, but like from the get-go, Finding Anomica makes more sense. I do feel like I can see how this one would have better SEO. Yeah, yeah. We don't actually know who Namika is, right? Yeah. So yeah. finding her is not that important. Whereas we do, we do know kind of 
they have ideas of what the the fame and the game of uh, Bollywood is like. It's trying to stay on top. And I do think, and we're not in the spoiler zone yet, but I do think for uh, kind of the first, maybe the first two thirds of the show, the title doesn't make much sense, and then it comes together in the end. Yeah. So I do think it works. Uh, it debuted on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. So very recent. Yeah, we got it in within a month. There are eight episodes. They're about 45 to 50 minutes. As we said, it was created by Sri Rao. It's from uh, Dharmatic Productions. Uh, so it's Karen Johar. So Karen Johar has, has a hand in things. I think we've seen the Dharmatic Productions like front door in mm. something. Was it in AK versus AK or was it in something else? I do remember seeing like the Gates... It might even be in this, too. Yeah. Well, and I, I assume this is like the TV arm of Dharma, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to say the cast? Uh, sure. Sure. Tell, us, tell me about the cast. So we have Madhuri Dixit as Anamika Anand slash Viju Joshi, which is her pre-fame name. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't actually really go into that that much, but her housekeeper calls her that all the time. Yeah. And I think her mom does, too. Uh, Sanjay Kapoor as Anamika's husband. This guy is always great when you need, like, a douchebag. Like... Just a mean jerk. Mm-hmm. He's great at playing that. He has the male equivalent of resting bitch face, unfortunately. <laughs> like, he just seems like he's up to something. And, yeah, he's he's a little sleazy in this. Uh, Manav Kaul as uh, Manish Khanna, who is a sort of... I guess you'd call him maybe a Shahrukh type. Someone who she was in a lot of movies with back in the day, and he really enjoyed that experience, and they had kind of a fling back in the day. He kind of feels like the Anil Kapoor equivalent. Just kind of like... Anil, yeah. Or, like, I I think his persona is more Shara, because Anil Kapoor is kind of like the family man. Not the the family man, but like, in his his personal life, he kind of sees like, oh yeah, he's a good dad. Whereas this guy is not a good dad, categorically. That's fair, but just in terms of Not to say that Shara Khan is not a good dad, but like, I think he does the, like... Uh, his his house and people are hanging out around yeah, it all the time. Sure. Like he he kind of does that stuff. I more meant like he seems like the Neil Kapoor in that like he's her Jody, right? Yes, like, in, in this universe. Yeah, everyone loves the two of them together. He's a mismatch of a few different leading men, though. Yeah, I would for say. sure. And, and yeah, Shower Khan seems like a great dad, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, so and, is the Neil Kapoor. Yeah, they both they, they all do. Uh, man of Call, we've seen a lot of things too. He's I I do like him. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's usually kind of second fiddle a lot of the time, but I do appreciate whenever he shows up and stuff. So he gets a really good role in this. He's often kind of second fiddle, I guess you could say, uh, to to women as well. Like he's in Tumari Sulu, where he is uh, Vidya Balan's husband, and he's fantastic in that. Um, Thapad, like he's in Saina, he's in he's a lot of... He's not the bad guy in Thapad, as I recall. He's a different guy. Yeah, but he's in yeah. a lot of like... Um, a lot of female-centric movies. Yeah. And I think that's a really good niche to be in. Like, just be the handsome guy that's in, like, a Vidya Balan movie. Mm-hmm. You could keep doing that forever. It's a pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. And he's really good. I think he gets one of the more meatier roles in this. Yeah. Uh, we've got Suhasini Mule as Anamika's mom. Uh, horrible mother. Don't like her at all. <laughs> um, she, the actress does a good job because every time that character shows up, I'm just like, uh, her again. Yeah. Uh, Rajshri Deshpande as uh, Shopa Trivedi, police officer. She's really good. So she's the uh, cop who's called in to figure out where Anamika went. Mm-hmm. I'll explain the plot in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakshvir Saran as Avinash, who's the son. Uh, kind of a weak link for me, but we'll get into this. Uh, Muskan Jaffari as uh, Amara, the daughter. 
that's a great this is that's a great role. She's it's good. a really good performance. Yeah, she wants to. She's interested in becoming an actress too, but she doesn't want to be a star kid. Mm-hmm. So she's always in her mother's shadow. So yeah, yeah, lots to chew she's, on. There. She's trying to sort herself out. Yeah, and then we also have Gaga and Aurora as Madhav, who is a f- obsessed fan of Anamika. And maybe a secret love child. Maybe a secret love child. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's. <laughs> He's another element to the show. He's okay. Like, you kind of need, like, a weird guy. Yeah. He's like, if you ever seen Perfect Blue, he's the guy who's oh, kind of stalking the main character. He's not as scary, but, like, he is that kind of guy. He's definitely not as scary. Yeah. So, uh, the show takes place uh, just as Anamika Anand, who is essentially a murder addiction in this universe. Uh, she has a big new movie coming out with uh, Manish Khanna. This is the, her... Um, he hasn't been in a movie in a long time either, but this is like her comeback. Yeah. She took time off to raise her kids and do all this stuff. Just like the real murder addiction. Yeah, and her husband uh, is her uh, producer. He's, yeah, he's producing the yeah. film. And he's sunk a lot of money in this. It's like the comeback. We got to get back on top just because... Bills are piling up and her fame is slowly trickling away, right? Yeah. There's some scenes at a party early on where a new young actress is like, oh, I loved watching your movies when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. My mom loved watching your movies when she was a little kid. And do you have something coming up? So, like, that's got to be kind of a blow to the ego, right? Yeah. Um, And we should say that half of the show is set kind of after she disappears when everyone is trying to figure out dealing with her disappearance wondering where she is and then the other half kind of shows the events leading up to her disappearance these two halves are helpfully color coded yeah uh, so things taking place in the past i think it's like six months in the past all the way up to a couple weeks in the yeah. past and you thought that these are these are very brown i think they look like a ferrero rocher ad <laughs> not in a bad way which is weird because this is primarily where Madurai dick shit's acting takes place so she's in most of these scenes because it's all from her perspective right and i'm just like you know it does look kind of perfume chocolate commercial i get that they should differentiate but the two the two the modern day stuff is very like bleached out blue slot holder yeah the very you know sort of characteristic like a car thriller look yeah (laughs) yeah a car ad and you know sad people ad you know that kind of thing but, uh, yeah, the show crisscrosses in time between these two things as various family secrets are laid bare and the cop figures out kind of what's happened. Um, and the different characters also, like um, her husband, uh, Manish Khanna, her kids, they're all sort of trying to figure out the mystery themselves, too. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where if only they all talk to each other, they could probably figure it out a lot faster, but they're all on their own sort of individual journeys. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I like this show. I found it was a little slow going at the beginning because mm-hmm. it had a lot of exposition to get through. Yeah, there's a lot of... Because it kind of had to explain her whole life, right? There's a lot of setting the scene. And so I kind of, yeah, I felt like it, it dragged a bit at the beginning, but then when it when it gets going... <laughs> Episode five. Yeah, but when it gets going, like, it, it felt worth it. It felt yeah. like... It, I didn't feel like it had been a waste of time. It's not yet Kali Kalyanka. Um, that was that was slow and a waste of time. This like, this, this started off slow, but it, it got interesting. And I, I think I, I asked myself a couple of times, you know, is, is this going to tie together? Like, or all of, are all of these loose threads going to be 
dangling. And I do think that it comes to a really satisfying conclusion that manages to tie... It's a very filmy conclusion. Yeah, and it manages to tie up all the threads while still leaving it open for a second season. Now, as of recording this, I haven't heard of a second season being announced. I was just I think they did say. Oh, really? Where? Because I I was looking. I think Shree talked about it. He's definitely been saying on Facebook, like, it's doing really well. Yeah. Number one in India. So I believe it was announced, but we'll we'll put it in the show notes. I I don't think it was because I couldn't find any evidence of it. But I, I think it's likely because the show's gotten pretty good reviews. And I think a lot of people have tuned in because they want to see... It does. It does end in such a way that it is satisfying. If there isn't one, though. Yeah, it, that's true. Like it yeah. works out. It works out it, well, exactly. with lots of possibilities, but also you feel satisfied. Exactly. They tie up enough of the threads that it feels complete, but it does feel like it, it's open for a sequel, and I, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not coming away from the show frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, I do feel like laying the scene in those first few episodes, even if it kind of felt like they were a bit meandering at times, or I wasn't entirely sure why we were spending some time with certain characters, or why you know, we were learning about some things, it does all click together in the end in a really satisfying way. I wouldn't say it's like some sort of Fincher puzzle box. No, you don't need to like pay attention like, oh, there's like a key to something. Is that going to come up later? Yeah, like it's, it's not, not showing you clues well, like exactly. Scooby-Doo? It's, it's invested in this family. It's invested mm-hmm. in the relationships. You learn all about them. And the dynamics. And yeah. I think that's ultimately the thing that really... It's, it's what's driving the show, but it's also what draws you in and then I and then you kind of so you get the the central family Anamika Anand's family with her two children her mother her housekeeper and her husband but then I think the way that it also kind of touches on uh Manish Khanna's family he's divorced he's dealing with some mental health issues and he's trying to have a relationship with his daughter yeah she's in her 20s yeah yeah uh on her stalkers kind of trying to understand who his family is mm-hmm. and then also on the her makeup artist her makeup artist he's billy i like billy and then also on the the police officer's side she is she's a lesbian and her and her partner have a son and they're kind of custody tra- battle yeah they're finding themselves in a custody battle for for their son and i think all of that is it it always brings you back to this question and this importance and the central theme in the show which is about family and how you navigate the question of who your family is. Every family is a secret, this kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. and so I think it's... It's that quote, right? Like, all happy families are the same, but every unhappy family is different in its own way. Yeah, exactly. And so I think I found that... I found that really interesting because it's, you know, it's not just about her family. Mm-hmm. There, there's a larger theme of family, I think, running through the show. That but I you find see really where the fame part, that does enter the scene a bit later because it yeah. could be just a rich people family. Right. Like uh, the filmy stuff you get, you get a lot of like in her trailer mm-hmm. and her relationship with her makeup artist. You get to see them filming a yeah. big, a big dance number, which they is really fun. Of, and I will say like the, the scenes you see of that dance number, really satisfying. Yeah. I think that's a really good, like fake dance number. It's a lot better than the scenes I've seen from the fake Bollywood dance number from the Eternals. I'm just saying. Yeah. But they, yeah, they also <laughs> use her really well. Like that is the sort of thing that you would be doing with Madhuri Dixit right now. Yeah. Like, that's how she's using movies right now. But if you're looking for something like luck by chance. Right. Or 
oh, even you know, people hate this, but Tismar Khan, like about the <laughs> the business of making movies. Right. There isn't a lot of that. It kind of assumes that you know, probably from your prior investment in Madhuri Dixit's career, just generally what the filmy business is like. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not an expose on that, really, but by the end, you could see a lot of that starting up. So, like, they have mm-hmm. the the music launch of the movie, and they have, mm-hmm. um, like, previews and award ceremonies and, and there's stuff. A conversation, this is kind of near the, the end, though. And there's a conversation about nepotism with her daughter. Yeah, she doesn't want to be considered a star kid, yeah. even though she 100% is. Yeah, wanting can't to, get be, around that. to be an actress. So, yeah, and again, I, I just, like... I don't know. I think I, I think we've seen people kind of compare it unfavorably to Luck by Chance, and I just yeah, it's not that kind of I, story. Yeah, I I don't think like they're just two very different things. It's not quite pulpy. It's not quite a soap like Yakali Kaliankin is, mm-hmm. but you could call it like a Dynasty or Veronica Mars, like mm-hmm. a, a like a slickly produced show about rich people where there's a central mystery at the beginning of it. Well, I think there is, like, people have a fascination with stardom. Mm -hmm. And I think people especially have a fascination with actresses and with uh, kind of the the public persona that they present. Like, I think of, like, the constant obsession with Marilyn Monroe, Mm -hmm. you know, or or even what we saw uh, with... um, Vidya Balan in uh, when she when she played Silk Smitha in the Dirty Picture, mm-hmm. you know that's probably the closest one. Actually. Yeah, that's probably a yeah. better comparison. Although again, this is fictionalized. Yeah, so and this is <laughs> Dirty Picture was mostly the, fictionalized. The Dirty Picture yeah. is also mostly fictionalized, but you know she's but, in a lot higher class movies than Silk <laughs> Smitha was. But I think there is this interest in kind of what's behind the curtain, mm-hmm. what's behind that gorgeous public persona. Kind of like fan, too. There's a bit of that there, too, where yeah. you see a Shah Rukh Khan alike being played by Shah Rukh Khan, and then mm-hmm. you also see a weird, a weird little guy who is sort of, thinks that he is part of this person's family. That is very fan. Fan is a much better comparison for this, because I think, like, I think it does start to become not about, like, not about the industry, but about how fame has affected her life. And makes people and her, want to have a piece of her. She even yeah. tells her daughter, like, you know, look, I, if you want to be an actress, I'll stand by you. But your life is not your own at this point. Your life yeah. belongs to them. You have to keep them happy. They keep you fed. And they're going to take up a lot more of your time than you think. And has, how fame has affected her family's life. And mm-hmm. how it's both, in many ways, a blessing and a curse for her. Yeah. That's a really interesting idea that the show is digging into, and I think one that could really be explored in a really interesting way if it were to get a second season. I'm sure it's got to get a second season. Like, it's really it's really strong. It seems like it did really well. And yeah. um, the cast is pretty good, and you don't want to spoil too much, but, like, they seem like most of them will still be available. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say, so if we want to talk about the individual characters... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, before we get to that, though, I did find that a lot of, I guess I would say, mostly the modern day stuff, but some of the previous stuff, I did find that there was some really interesting choices made in cinematography and sets. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking specifically... Also costumes. And costumes, I yeah. think we need to talk about costumes. Costumes this, are great. This show does a really 
good job. I, you and Sal were talking about this on Twitter. A really good job of storytelling through costume. Yeah. But on the visual front, I'm thinking of a, a, a period when um, uh, Amara is meeting Madhav at like a dock. Mm. Or I guess the beach, basically. And it is like pouring rain. Yeah. And like I was just looking at his coffee cup the whole time, just sitting there getting rain all over it. And I was thinking like, you know, that's interesting. I mean, they're using environmental uh, storytelling mm-hmm. to show the turmoil at the middle of the characters. And most shows like would just shoot it at the beach. Yeah. They wouldn't care to make it raining. Or there's a scene where someone gets beat up in the past and it's kind of shown super close cut and sort of out of focus to show like this would be a very complicated and confusing situation if you're getting your ass kicked that badly. So I think it, it does a lot more visually than a lot of Netflix shows really even try. Mm-hmm. Even most streaming shows, apart from some of the Amazon Prime ones with their cool one-takers and that kind of stuff. This, the, the, this brings a lot more to the party, I think. Yeah, everything really does feel in service of kind of the story that that it's telling and, and also these these characters. It's a very character-driven show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so kind of what I was saying about, about the costumes is I think the show is telling you a lot mm-hmm. with how the characters dress. Yeah, because a lot of the time, Anamika Anand, she, when going to parties and stuff, wears like... Sorry, like sort of formal Indian wear, yeah. but she's at home. Like she kind of has like the long shirt, but it's just wearing like jeans and a shirt. Yeah. Like you could see the difference between her public and private personas. Like mm-hmm. she still looks glamorous, but it's more comfortable at mm-hmm. home. That's a really nice house. Uh, but uh, I And think, I think also the difference between the way that her husband and Manish Khanna are costumes. Manish Khanna dresses like Shah Rukh Khan. He's got like leather jackets. Yeah. He's got uh, sunglasses on. He looks cool. Yeah. Whereas her husband looks like a dope. <laughs> he looks like a rich dick, which he is. It's just, it's very clear. Um, I don't know, just those attention to the detail that, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can take for granted. Yeah, I believe I told uh, Sal that I was hoping that her son would get, like, an, in- an influencer job gig or something, because <laughs> he's kind of the weak link in the show for me. Um, mm-hmm. He is... He's trying to understand his sexuality. He's trying to understand his sexuality. He's and mental health issues. It's, it's uh, a little bit frustrating in that it is telegraphed to the audience extremely quickly what the problem is. Not the problem, but, like what he's trying to figure out. I think this is not me like calling my shot. I did call my shot on something else and I feel pretty good about, but like you could tell that he's having sort of the stereotypical young guy doesn't know he's gay thing. Yeah. I don't I, think that's a huge spoiler. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, there are some things that I think are telegraphed pretty early on and pretty obviously that then when they, they finally happen, you're like, Oh, we saw that coming. But I didn't I didn't think that was I mean it's heavy handed foreshadowing, but I, just I didn't found think that there his was an character issue with didn't that. have a lot of other gears to go into. Like he's sad because he can't figure this out. He has a friend who well, he's probably in love with, but like just can't figure it out. He tries to kill himself. That's in the first episode. It's yeah. not a spoiler. So yeah, we get it. He's sad about this and he's sad about his mom, but like but none of it clicks until the very end. None of it clicks, until, get into, none of it clicks until the end, but it's also not like 
I'm that excited to see what happens, whereas there's other characters I do want to see what's up Fair. with them. I think they've got more going on. So if if I were to make a second season of this, I would make him like a annoying influencer type guy. <laughs> okay. Because I think that's, an, that, that's a career path that a lot of star children go down. Fair. Because you don't actually need to do anything. You just need to be rich and go places. Fair. So, like, I think that's... I'm not suggesting they do this, but I just think his character needs a boost. He does have a, a couple really interesting scenes with a prostitute that I I thought were that were good. They're interesting. I think the dialogue. I there think is really what was more interesting was this is a small spoiler, but her, his mother finds out that he is with a prostitute, yeah. and um, she's not particularly annoyed by this so much as he didn't have the dignity to act, uh, the respect to learn her name. Mm-hmm. That pissed her off a lot because this is playing into. Um, in order to get the movie financed, they're dealing with this sort of gangstery guy, and he wants to spend the night with Anamika Anand, and she's like, no. But, like, she's in the performance industry, right? And yeah. so is the prostitute in a certain way. So, like, she's feeling a little bit on edge because really a movie star, if you go with the sort of Elizabethan way of thinking about it, an actress is not that far off from being a prostitute already. So, in it, like, in the eyes of some people... Like, she, that's why she's so mad at him, is that, you know, she knows that, you know, her life could have gone badly as well. And uh, you do see a bit of her past, too, and you're like, oh, this could have gone really differently for her. So there's a lot of great parts of that. It's just that <laughs> you need mentor addiction to show up in order to make that scene good. Well, and as the show goes on, the more you learn about her relationship with her mother... Nightmare. The more you understand the way in which she has been exploited she might have and 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 this is a this is a pretty common story with a lot of classic movie stars uh you know she might have had all these fame and riches but she was also you know kind of the the breadwinner for the family at a very young age and as a result was expected to do certain things and was treated in a certain way yeah and that has you know that has made a lasting impact on her. It's the sort of thing you don't actually hear about that much anymore, but I'm sure it still happens. Like, the the recent You Must Remember This series was on Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. Mm. and talking about, especially Dean Martin, the way that his managers essentially took all of his profits and, like, passed them around between different managers. Uh, Like, yeah, until um, stars were able to get more... Uh, control over their lives and their careers Mm -hmm. they're essentially just like you know show ponies basically getting passed around and they're doing all the work but they don't really get a lot of the profit yeah exactly well I mean just like there are so many Hollywood stars I could name like Mm -hmm. Judy Garland I believe even Sri Devi was um, I don't think Sri Devi had a life like Judy Garland's that's not what I'm trying to imply but even um, she you know Became, was in movies very young as a child actress to support her family. And I believe Rekka has a similar story. Yeah. Anyone who was an actor or actress in the 30s, <laughs> the 40s, like, you were doing it to support your family. Like, and that money was going to your family and not you. Yeah. I think it's only fairly recently that uh, actors have been able to command higher salaries. I, I mm-hmm. remember reading something about that. I think it was... Yeah, it was the book about the making of Chinatown, which I believe is called The Big Goodbye. I'll have to look that up. But it talks about the career of Jack Nicholson in that he's one of the first guys who could command a million-dollar salary. And it just sort of warped the industry around him mm-hmm. once once they could 
command these things and then the budget has to change and then the marketing has to change and it kind of warps the industry around big tentpole figures mm-hmm. and same thing in uh, uh, Bollywood you get guys like Akshay Kumar who make a lot of movies but they also make a lot of money and the engine starts to turn around them rather than around stories and stuff so yeah the, this show brings up a lot of interesting uh, societal uh not archetypes, but like just ways in which the movie industry isn't as glamorous as we think. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't called the fame game because to me that indicates more of like, oh, I don't know, a show about, um, oh, that, that show Empire. Right. Or something like that, where it's about people who are at the top of their games kind of scheming against each other, where this is one woman who needs to reconcile her life and goes missing. I just think maybe you need to look at it from a different perspective again it's about how the game of fame has impacted this woman and her family and her life mm-hmm. um i do think the central mystery is not all that exciting no and also i called um, it yeah it's it's very easy to figure out <laughs> or maybe it's not easy to figure out but it wasn't a huge surprise to us i'm just steeped in filmy logic is the thing um but I think, again, like the show has, it's, for me, it wasn't about following the central mystery. No, I was watching Midori Addiction. I love watching Midori yeah, Addiction. Yeah, it was, it was about other things. <laughs> uh, and, and that's why I think like ultimately like talking about um, these themes of, of family and stardom, like that's what the show is interested in. I think less so than being like a twisty mystery. Well, I'm, I, I found most of the characters interesting enough. I guess yeah. you wouldn't really have the cop in this scenario, but I found it interesting enough that you could just have... A show about them normally without her going missing. <laughs> yeah, like their lives are just interesting and they're well drawn people. And but it's a good you don't, like the hook maybe for this season, but we'll see what happens. You know, I do think it's a good hook for kind of setting up kind of the central way that the that the story is told. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not the most interesting mystery, and that's okay. Yeah, they did a good job on the characters again, apart from her son, who I thought was okay. But, like, for the most part, I was interested to see what they did and how they would react to each other. What did you and think? And the mom is a huge bitch. What did you think of the stalker? So, I appreciated his acting chops, <laughs> but every time that character showed up, I cringed a lot. And, I mean, you're probably not supposed to like him, but... I think they do some interesting stuff with with him. Uh, I I agree with you. He's deeply unlikable, but I think is an interesting character. He really, I think he works well. He's a predator. He's uh, kind of uh, drawing on Amara when she her mother's missing, and he's mm-hmm. kind of insinuating himself into her life. And she's very sheltered, although we do see her at school, and she does seem to know a fair amount of people, so mm-hmm. that kind of shatters that for me. But, like, he's kind of worming his way in when, you know, the mother is gone. Mm-hmm. And you do see this happen with people. I'm thinking particularly of... Uh, elderly actors a lot of times their caregiver or their agent or somebody Mm -hmm. just kind of works their way in there and starts shooting money their own way or changing their will that kind of thing and oh and nicole smith too like people do like to take advantage of stars Mm -hmm. i don't think she would i mean he's trying to take advantage of the family he's he's trying to take advantage she's too smart for him to take advantage of her if if her addiction was there yeah but she's not there the family is you know uh, open to being yeah uh, manipulated but he sees his chance of taking advantage of her daughter do you remember that simpsons when they came to town to shoot a movie and at the end mickey rooney's is like uh 
these poor Hollywood folks, they came with one goal in mind just to shoot a movie, and they're, they're simple people. <laughs> All they do is want to make people laugh, and your small-town ways corrupted them. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't see the comparison that you're making. Um, to Perfect Blue? No, <laughs> to the way that um, aging stars often get taken advantage of. Um, because she's way too smart for that. He, well, she is, but her again, her family isn't. Yeah, but I don't. I I don't know if we know what his end goal is because he's. he's we do like, know his end goal, and it is weird. <laughs> like it, it's. He's not. In, he, he thinks that he owns her because he, she's in movies. Essentially, yeah, he thinks he, that he deserves to be in her house. Exactly, but his aims are not financial. Sure. Yes, but they are. <laughs> Emotional blackmail, which, yeah. you know, that's just one of many things you could do to a poor family who is in need of any sort of hope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when they, when they, I, I don't want to say. Any last thoughts before we go to spoiler zone? It's good. Stick with it. Yeah. I, I would, would say, say the first two, you know, you're in good hands. It might feel like a lot of exposition and also maybe your own knowledge of Midori Dixit's career is a plus or a minus because we don't really see a lot of her old movies or anything. We're just told that, yes, she's a very important star who is not really working anymore. At one point, her daughter's watching a scene from Cologne. Yeah, we do see that. (laughs) Uh, And her daughter's, like, rehearsing her mother's lines from movies, too. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, yeah, give it the first three, I guess. Stick with it. Um, it's a great, like, dinner time show. Like, make yeah. your dinner and just sit down and watch an episode. It's also beautiful. Like, it just yeah. looks good. They did a great job on the cinematography, and uh, I like a lot of the actors. Yeah, it's got a good cast. Yeah, okay. So, spoiler zone? Spoiler zone. like that they lampshade the secret love child thing yes. um, because as soon as as soon as the stalker starts saying like I am your son I am your secret love child I'm like no he's not he's crazy this is great and if he is the secret uh, her secret love child I'm going to be really disappointed and I was so happy that like very clearly she's like you are not my secret love it child it is pretty quick afterwards that we hear that like, she got married to her husband, who is essentially her cousin as well, just because yeah. she got into trouble with Amish Khanna in London and presumably had an abortion, right? No. That's what I thought. The son is his kid. Oh, right. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, you're, you're right. I forgot about that. Okay, it, so, like, that whole thing yeah. is so well done, I think, with the stalker being like, I yeah. figured it out. This is why you had to leave London really quickly. This is why you guys haven't made a movie. And this is why you got married to yeah. your essentially cousin so fast. And and he's an orphan. Yeah. I'm your I'm your secret love child. Plus, that actor and, does kind of look like the, yeah. the other guy, not so much like his, and his father. And Maybe I should have said right. out of the out of the spoiler yeah. zone. The way she handles the stalker is amazing because she, she used her acting she powers. She uses her acting powers and it's fantastic. And she knows she knows obviously that he is not her secret love child because her son is her secret love child. Yeah. With she already Manish knows that the secret and love child. He is. will never. Well, maybe he. No, he'll never know because if like they were no, tele- yeah, well, yeah. they were telegraphing his suicide hard. But that's why like. Yeah. 
So that then when you find that out, you think about his her son's mental health issues yeah. in a completely different light. Because Manish kind of is bipolar. Yeah. So, and so her I think son that, is very much struggling with his own stuff. I think this ult- the, this whole narrative ultimately redeems the character of the son for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, I guess I kind of forgot that about that a little bit. Uh, I do like that yeah, the the, the crazy guy's crazy dream is just a crazy dream. It's, it's, it's yeah. gonna happen. I, lo- I love that he's just a crazy stalker guy who's obsessed with her, who's fabricated this idea in his head because he's an orphan that his parents are like rich and famous and he had to be given up. But but then, so I like the lampshading, like, no, you're not the secret love child. But also, but then that having guy a secret is. love child. So it was such a misdirect. It yeah. was like, because you dismiss the idea that there is a secret I mean, love might, child. And, but then something. there is a secret love child, Matt. He, I might, love it. he might find out, though. Like, maybe. He might. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the dad gets killed and they need to determine blood type or something. And then he's, yeah. not, he's not actually related. Because her husband knows now. Yeah. He was pretty um, pissed about it. Yeah. Anyways. As you would be, I guess. Do you want to talk about the other kind of big thing that happens <clears throat> in the end? So, I, I thought that was really well done. <laughs> yeah. That worked pretty well. I, it was really great. It, it, it kind of pointed towards abortion until then. Yeah, you see. And that's exactly the kind of melodrama stuff I love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the show ends with uh, what I thought all along is that it's the same thing as the Big Lebowski. She, <laughs> she kidnapped herself, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I don't think it's, that's it's like a really order, surprising guess. And it's in order to generate publicity for her movie because the family is broke, they're mortgaging the house, they're selling off all their assets, and they need a hit to stay in business. I and think she also wants to get away from her husband. Yes, He's and she does frame him. Yeah, because she wants him to go to jail. Yeah, even though he gets out like right But away. it's also her stepping out of the limelight so that her daughter can take over. Mm-hmm. Which she's willing to support her doing, but then at the last minute, her daughter backstabs her. But the... Oh, come on, that was great. That was good, but the unintended consequence of this is that she is relying on her co-star, who is somewhat fragile mentally, to make it through this whole thing, and he kills himself because he's depressed about her. So I don't know if that was in the cards. Probably not, because she said that she was in love with him and wanted to leave her husband for him. Billy's death is also... Yeah, and Billy dies. Billy dies in a horrible way. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he kind of deserves it because you find out that he was selling stuff to the press. He was, but I don't know if he deserved to die. That's pretty brutal. But yeah, every oh, so, okay. So everyone in Anamika Anand's life is a <laughs> monster, right? Like they're all terrible. Her daughter and son are the least I, terrible, but they're still very annoying people. I don't think Manish Khan is terrible. I think Manish Khan is he, he's okay. I think, I think Manish Khan is dealing with some mental health issues. But he's I definitely. Don't, like trying to manipulate her emotionally and if she actually was in love with her husband that would be pretty bad but we're kind of on their side because we don't like the husband i think he wants to get his life together and i think he loves her but he doesn't know how to do it yeah yeah he's he's generally a good guy probably my favorite person on the show really yeah really. Or from Madhuri dick shit manav cole gives a great performance and it's it's sad that we're not going to see more but her mother monster Husband, monster. I Billy. guess I shouldn't say it's sad that we're not going to see more of his character. There could always be more flashbacks. Yeah, or he has a brother or something. It could be a double role. Ooh. You know? <laughs> it's it's Bollywood. Yeah. What we just find out is that this one particular person's life, she's surrounded by people who are using her all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it would be great if she could have chucked her mother off a cliff or something or... 
you know, she's the worst. She's the worst person in the show. I do think it's really smart that the show sets up the central mystery of like, why did she disappear? Where is she? I mean, we know she's not dead. Um, By the end of the first episode, I think we know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I hate it when we go to spoiler zone and I think of stuff I should have set aside a spoiler zone, but whatever. Um, I think most people probably just listen to spoiler zone. I don't know. Let us know. Did you go straight <laughs> here without watching the show? Are you still listening? Send us a message. Let's find out. Yeah, but I do like how it sets up the central mystery of, like, where is Anamika Anan? But really, the things that that are unraveling are less to do on where she is and more to do with what's going on with her kids. And yeah. so I think both the kind of reveal with her son and the reveal with her daughter, like that. Is her daughter actually going to be good, though? I don't know, but her daughter is like, I mean, it's not quite an all about Eve thing, but she's like planning yeah. on replacing her mom. She played like, her mom pretty well. She's, she's played her mom pretty well. She's but, both, I mean, she's taken her mom's advice. I do think she kind of makes a rash decision to play her even more in the end. Cause so, that's going to come around and bite her in the end. Yeah. I don't sure. know if she's that calculated, <clears throat> um, which I think is, is interesting. Well, it leaves it open for them to fight in the next season. Um, but you know, she's taking all of her mom's advice and, uh, it just doesn't seem like she's got the acting. But her game, she's, see, she is also playing a fame game. Like her game, her game is the game you should be watching and not Anamika. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. It's... I don't know if I would watch it again with that in mind, but, like, yeah, I guess she is a better actor than I gave her credit for. Yeah, I I mean, I do... I think, like, the actress playing her or no, the character? No, the, the character. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the actress was good. It's just, yeah. yeah, the character is doing a very good job of acting like yeah. she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a really compelling show, and it comes together in the end, and I really liked it. Yeah. Well... Let's say that again outside of the spoiler zone. Okay. In a world where boring dinners and ungrateful children make cooking almost unbearable. Whoa, that's a little too dramatic. Let's try this again. I'm Heather Dyer. I'm Erin Wager. And I'm Sarah Somasundaram. This is Three Kitchens, a podcast about home cooking. Whether you like cooking or you just like eating, join us to talk about food. We'll have new episodes of Three Kitchens every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Three Kitchens. They'll tickle your funny bone, wet your appetite, and warm your heart. Did that guy think he was Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I kind of liked it, actually. He made us sound super badass. <laughs> With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Overdue Finds. Overdue Finds is an Edmonton Public Library podcast. Bryce Crittenden and Carolyn Land host conversations about books, movies, music, pop culture, and other interesting news about Edmonton. It's a great way to learn more about what's happening at EPL and how you can use your library card to access all of EPL's in-person and online services. To listen and find out more about Overdue Finds, head to epl.ca slash podcast. So I think it's ultimately like a really compelling show. 
uh, that just really came together in the end for me. I just think the last episode wrapped it up all so nicely that I really enjoyed it. And I think it's just, it's a really easy watch. And yeah. Meteor Addiction's great. It's just a very the enjoyable cast show. The is very good. So. It's, um, yeah, again, like I said, starts off a little slow, but pay attention. It's not one that I, like, keep thinking about or that I'm trying to, like, well, what's the Solve. best Netflix uh, Hindi show? I think it's Sacred s- Games. Still Sacred Games, but this is. Then Daily Crime is really good too. Daily Crime is really good. I think good this too. is maybe third or fourth, but when you compare it to those two, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I just I think. I still think um, Amazon is beating them. Yeah, um, but which I. It pains me to say because I hate Amazon as a company, <laughs> but uh, like. Yeah, this is a good next showing for Netflix and a good proof of concept. Like, we can do another season of this or work with him on another show because he, he did a good job on this one. Yeah, and I think this is an easy watch that has a lot more depth than maybe it appears that it does. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that hopefully have I, more depth than what they do, I like what, are doing, uh, what are we doing What are we next <laughs> in two weeks? Uh, well, 83 is finally on Netflix. And Haircuts, <laughs> the movie. No, wigs. The wigs, the movie. All about wigs. Uh, and we weren't able to see it for our 2021 wrap up. Because I don't know of if you heard. Gone. Yeah, there was a whole thing. Uh, so we're gonna be doing. We're gonna we're gonna watch it because I'm sure everyone's dying to know what we think of 83 since it wasn't in our. It's because we're such experts up. on cricket, I think they've been waiting <laughs> to see what we think of the actual depiction of the yeah, game. Yeah. So we're gonna do some cricket biopics. I suspect we're only gonna get to two because they're long. They're long. Um, which means I'm going to have to suffer through Emma Stoney again, which is a film that I did not like when it came out, despite my love of Sushant Singh Rajput. Uh, might be emotional to rewatch that one, but... Yeah, retroactively. At the very least, we'll watch those two. There are obviously other cricket biopics, but I think those are kind of the, the, two, the two big ones. Yeah, so stay tuned for Sticky Wickets coming up <laughs> on the next In episode. the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod, at Matt underscore B O W E S, at Aaron E. Fraser, Facebook.com slash Bollywood for Lovers, Tumblr.com slash Bollywood for Lovers. Uh, rate and review us on your favorite platforms. Uh, maybe let us know. Please let us know. We haven't had a review in so long. Please, we need a crumb of review. Uh, yeah, and then you can collect your biffle points. Uh, while you're doing that, you can check out my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash on the Movies. We're just taking a little break right now, but there will be new episodes last one you soon. Did. I'm a Deus and Listomania. That was a fun episode. Yeah. I was, I was actually pretty shocked by how much I liked both of those movies. <laughs> For different reasons. Actually, yeah, completely opposite very reasons. Different Actually, reasons. no. No, Amadeus had some pretty body stuff in it, but, yeah, you know, nothing's going to beat Listomania with, like, a 12-foot-long dick flying through the air. <laughs> yeah, uh, we also want to thank uh, Becca Dolke for our artwork, and, uh, yeah, please, please come back. Let us know. <laughs> please come back. Please, please listen to us. Let us know what you think of the fame game and the show and yeah. Hollywood. If you heard my secret message in the uh, spoiler zone, let us know. Because I am genuinely curious. Because uh, I am not spoiler averse. No, I know some am people I. are. I feel like if you didn't want to know spoilers for the show, you're probably just not going to listen to the episode. Yeah. Right? That's, that's how I usually am. Yeah. Not until until you uh, have watched the show. Yeah, I'm I'm not spoiler averse because I think knowing what happens in something and it actually experiencing what happens in something are very different. If a if a movie is so based on a twist that you need it in order to enjoy it, it's probably not that great. With the exception being the Sixth Sense, because that was great. <laughs> I think that that was an amazing twist. I think. 
think even knowing... I, I, I do think that's one of the all-time greatest twists. Uh, that and Planet of the Apes. And Talash. They had the same one. <laughs> okay. We're done. Bye.